Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. This is episode 12. My name is Richard Davis and this AEPA Books podcast series is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we have a special guest joining us from Detroit Motor City. Ryan M. Place is the creator and chairman of the Detroit Book Fest. This festival of books is a huge event dedicated to everything bookish. It takes place on Sunday, July the 15th between 10 and 4 in Detroit's Eastern Market. It's free. It sounds fantastic. Ryan, welcome. Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm a huge fan of Abe Books, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. This is the second time around for the festival, I believe. Can you start by telling us what will the visitors to BookFest see? Give us some idea of its, its size and its scale. Yeah, absolutely. So Detroit BookFest is going to be a glorious day of books, food, beer, and funk music. We have 200 vendors primarily selling used and rare books. And then in addition to that, we've diversified into vinyl records and some other uh, you know, vintage board games, some ephemera, and a couple non-corporate local companies will be there as well. We will have five food trucks, two beer vendors, and a variety of other things going on in the parking lots as well. The estimated attendees or the estimated attendance size um, is supposedly between ten and twenty thousand people, and that's coming from Eastern Market, based on the fact that we had about ten thousand last year, conservative estimate. Okay. So when you say used and rare, does that mean used and rare sellers from around Detroit and Michigan will, will be setting up booths and offering their books? Yes, it's actually it's a combination of we will have a variety of established dealers there, not only from Detroit, but we actually have vendors from all over the country. As far as California, we also have some vendors coming from Canada. And there's just you know some people from the community as well who are selling books. And the focus is, you know, used, rare, antiquarian, unusual, first editions, pulp, esoterica. Where we will also have um, Shed Six is going to be the gallery, which is going to be comprised of authors, both published and agented, and then independent, and indie presses as well. So that's quite a a broad scope, but it does sound quite quite original. How did it all begin? Well, I, it, it was actually, uh, I was at John King's bookstore in downtown Detroit back in January of 2016. And it's a phenomenal store, one of the best that we have. And I was wandering around, as I usually do, and I just, you know, I was thinking that Detroit, for being such a dynamic city, we have so many great people here, we have so many book collectors and we don't really have a book festival. And you, when you look at other cities in Michigan, like Ann Arbor, Grand Rapids, Lansing, they, they all, each of those cities have some pretty good book festivals. And I just, I really wanted to do something positive for the city and also help encourage book collecting, book buying, and book culture in the Motor City. So what's your, what's your background? Are you involved in the books business in any way? I, uh, I work in film 
writing, book research, consulting, and so forth. Um, I've done some work. I worked for uh, Judge Judy for CBS. I worked for DreamWorks and Paramount Pictures on some of the Transformers movies. I did some... I was the chief researcher on two books, uh, Terror in Ypsilanti, which is a true crime book about Michigan serial killer John Norman Collins, a spooky fellow. And I was also chief researcher on The Rose of Paracelsus by William Leonard Picard, who is a Harvard chemist, and he's currently doing life in prison in Tucson. And it's an absolutely fascinating read. Both books are great. The Rose of Paracelsus is just an absolutely fascinating read, and I highly recommend you know checking both of them out. So that, that, that sounds quite interesting, but I imagine putting on a festival is a different experience. There must be all sorts of obstacles happen beforehand and on the day that you just don't expect to encounter. <laughs> yeah, everything you can possibly imagine, Richard, happens. Um, it's just starting out with this, you know, people laughed at me. Um, nobody, myself included, originally, I, I honestly didn't think we would have enough vendors to necessitate a festival, let alone, you know, have enough attendees to make this a recurring festival. And it's just, it, the numbers, everything has just blown all of us away. And it's been getting bigger, larger, more complex. Um, I couldn't have done this, you know, without the help of some, some dedicated people. This, this, this doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, the Book Club of Detroit generously has, you know, allowed the use of their treasury in order to get this festival started. Lonnie Thomas, she is the market manager at Eastern Market. She believed in this event from the start, and that's really why we were able to have this at Eastern Market. Um, Jim Charbonneau, wonderful tech wizard, created a website for us. Lauren Rotiola, she is our event cartographer, project manager, bookkeeper. She's the queen of the spreadsheets. She does the vendor map for us. She kind of keeps track of all the nitty-gritty details. Um, you know, Emily Gould, our volunteer coordinator. Rachel Quinlan just made a logo for us. She's our creative director. The list just goes on and on and on. And I'm just I'm tremendously thankful to all of these people and all of the attendees and everybody who has helped us. Sounds like a real, real team effort. Um, perhaps you can give give us an idea of some of the the names of the the used and rare sellers who who will be um, showing, uh, displaying books and selling books there. Yeah, there are so many vendors, Richard. This is something that we've encountered too in the past. It's it's hard because I don't really like highlighting any one vendor over any other vendor, just because there are so many people there. And if I mention some, I want to mention all of them. Okay. I, what I can say, though, is that John King will for sure be there. It would be hard not to have him there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he will definitely be there, uh, and he is going to have some phenomenal stuff. Excellent. Um, so I, I, I've been to the L.A. Times Festival of Books in, uh, in California. That's a big event. Um, it has a lot of authors and publishers. Uh, but it doesn't have that focus on used and rare, so it, it's very much on reading of new books. And, and what I find interesting about your festival is 
it's used and rare so would it be true to say that people would have the opportunity to discover something very very special as they're wandering around uh, the book fest yeah absolutely and part of the reason we do that too is because you know for non-bibliophiles who are either not book collectors yet or they're just starting out it's a chance to really be exposed to a wide variety of great stuff I mean you'll see everything there you'll see um, rare stuff the classics psychedelic counterculture old occult stuff philosophy science art history manuscripts so it's it's really a wonderful opportunity for a lot of people so we've already mentioned a couple of times a place called john king books uh, in detroit can you please describe to us what an epic place this is to find and buy books yeah absolutely john king's bookstore is a phenomenal collection of books it's inside of an old glove factory it's this huge building it's four floors uh, there's something like 900 or a thousand different categories of books and there's over 1 million books total there and it's repeatedly voted one of the world's top bookstores John is awesome he has a great team of people Tom Jr. the rare book room manager Deb Tony Darlene and on and on he's got a great group of people and so he has the main building in the front and then right behind that is another building and it's called the rare book annex and this is the rare book building Tom Jr. is the manager of it and they have about 30,000 ultra high-end books very rare stuff you know the kind that make you starry-eyed and salivate he's got uh, a leaf from the Gutenberg Bible from 1455 there medieval scrolls illuminated manuscripts um, first editions of pretty much every major book you can think of I, and I love the idea of uh, a huge sort of I don't know temple to books in a uh, is, is it a glove factory you said yeah it's an old glove factory he was in a few other locations prior to that John King has been selling books for several decades and he moved into his current building I want to say in 1983 my favorite book he has in there though he has a book from Pablo Escobar the Colombian drug lord right and it's a, a fascinating book Pablo's signature and his thumbprint are inside of it and recently I was able to uh, speak to Pablo Escobar's son Juan Pablo Escobar via email he, he's living as an architect in Argentina now and I, the reason that we wanted to talk with him is to just authenticate that this actually was a book from Pablo and he did confirm that yes this is from his father and I'm not sure what it's worth I do know that uh, John said there was a copy on eBay in Miami going for a hundred thousand dollars so I don't know how many copies there are total I don't know you know anything further about it except it's just it's, it's a fascinating book Wow yeah this is the beauty of used and rare books right you never quite know what you're gonna get or what might be written on the page or who might have owned it previously this is sort of like things we really enjoy hearing about you can lose entire days wandering around there Richard it's incredible. I, I think I would. A million books, right? It's hard to imagine that all, them all lined up. Yeah. 
Okay, so here's the thing. So we all know Detroit is a is a working class blue collar town, famous for cars and the motor industry. But some people may be surprised that there is a that there's a book community in this city, and it and it sounds like you you are embedded in this book community. Could you tell me what it's like? What it's like to be a book lover in Detroit? Absolutely. Um, there are far more book lovers and book collectors in the Detroit area and in Michigan in general than most people think. I think, you know, for the most part, the Detroit area has been overlooked in the book world, probably for all of the various reasons. Mainly, you know, the city has been portrayed so negatively in the news media for so many decades that it was just written off like a totaled car as being beyond hope of recovery. But until just recently, that is. Detroit is now majorly transforming as we speak. It's undergoing a globally recognized resurgence, and I think events like Detroit Book Fest help showcase that. And it's also another opportunity to show the world that yes, there is book culture here. This is, you know, Detroit is not a cultural wasteland. That's just that is a misperception of the news media. That was also one of the inciting incidents of why I wanted to start this fest. So you really wanted to put the record straight. Well, I, it's just I, I just I find it fascinating how many readers there are here and what interesting collections of books they have. Mm-hmm. It's 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 truly a wide array of different things. So I was surprised by the the number of Detroit um, by the number of authors who come from Detroit, were born in Detroit, lived in Detroit, or even wrote about Detroit. So just a quick browse of the internet and I see Elmore Leonard, Joyce Carol Oates, the poet Jim Harrison, Jeffrey Eugenides who wrote Middlesex which is set in Detroit and also The, the Virgin Suicide which is set near to Detroit, Nelson Algrim, Mitch Album, uh, Michael Moore of course, it's it's quite a long list of people who have come from that city or have written about it. Yeah and it's, oh, it's oddly enough Detroit is one of those cities that crops up all over the place. You see it in movies, you see it referenced in songs, you see it in books. It's just, as a city itself, it's, it's, it's one of the great American cities. And it's a very fun city to just experience and travel through. And I think that's why it crops up so many times. Because people who visit once often come back several times. And if you visit, you'll know, you'll know why. Because you'll have a lot of fun here, Richard. You should come to Bookfest. I should. <laughs> you should. You're talking me into it. Um, I'm. I'm willing to bet that you are some sort of a book collector yourself. Is this true? Absolutely. And what do you like to collect? I love books. I have about two thousand volumes. Most of them are put away because I really just don't have the display space that I want to have in order to put them out there. I collect all all kinds of things. What I'm into right now, what I've been into, is uh, like psychedelic counterculture type stuff, occult type stuff, philosophy, and definitely the classics, and some sci-fi and some horror. I'm kind of all over the map here. You are quite a, quite a mixture. Yeah. Um, yeah, the counterculture stuff from the 50s and 60s, well, even the 40s, is, is super interesting. But often it's in small quantities, isn't it? Or sometimes it's ephemeral, and it's it's surprising what does or doesn't last 
Yeah, I think that's originally what attracted me to it as well is because it's kind of like the baseball card phenomenon of the same time. You know, people used to put cards in the spokes of their bicycles and nobody really considered collecting these items. And it's the same with a lot of the counterculture stuff. Most of it just got thrown out or tossed away. So when you do find some of this stuff and it's in pristine condition, it's it's incredible. And that yeah, that's definitely uh, part of the reason. Yeah, I'm often drawn to posters for very obscure events that might have taken place in, in big cities or something like 40s or the 50s, and someone important may have been saying something significant, but the poster was drawn up by hand, and then somehow it survives for 40 or 50 years, and I always think that's remarkable. Yeah, the rare survivors, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, one final question. Uh, what book are you reading now? Right now, I am, well, I'm always reading the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. I read that once a year. Um, right now, I am reading a collection of poetry by Ezra Pound called Persona. Oh, interesting. And it's, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend checking it out. I always, I haven't read Ezra Pound, but I believe that he was quite the character, quite the powerful figure, really. Yeah, he's. I, I can't speak too much to the character of the man, but the quality of the writing is very interesting, and it's definitely worth a read. So once again, uh, Detroit Book Fest takes place on Sunday, July the 15th, between 10 and 4 at Detroit's Eastern Market. Get down there and enjoy all those used and rare books, the beer and the music as well. Sounds excellent. That's all we have time for this week. I want to give a big thank you to Ryan Place for joining us. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks for listening. My name is Richard Davis from Abe Books. If you like the show, please tell your friends or like it or share it or tweet it or leave a comment. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>